0: I'm gonna hit it one more time. I forgot my get line. Did you no. forget that line? It so fucking much. It's in the fucking theme song, and I'm leaving this in. Oh, I got your Kirby one right at the end.
1: That's copyright.
0: That's copyright. <laughs> oh Yay, it is a tired boy today. I am so sleeps Well. I'm Topher, that's Kirby, and this is The Horror
1: Babes. (laughs) Yikes, yikes. I'm just Uh, getting the voce ready. The voce. The voce.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am joined by Moira Rose.
1: (laughs) Hello, dear.
0: (gasps) I did just find out... On your
1: podcast.
0: On your podcast. (laughs) I just found out that... Uh, they had like no budget for the costumes on the on Chit's Creek. Oh, really? So she provided a lot of those herself.
1: Amazing! Amazing!
0: <laughs> oh, Catherine O'Hara, you absolute perfect queen. Hey, babe. Yeah, babe. Hey, babe. Yeah, babe. Remember that time we watched House on Haunted Hill?
1: You mean the 1959 Vincent Price fucking classic? Yup. Sure do. Not to be confused with, I think it was on Hulu, uh, what was it, The Haunting of Hill House or something? Oh, yeah. I loved that, by the way. If you have not watched that, that's a really good series. Netflix was that one. Oh, it was Netflix. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I get them all confused because I have Apple TV, so they're all kind of in the same place. rag. You have Apple TV, too. Shh.
0: Oh, God. Okay. Don't tell people what I have.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm Nicole. I'm Topher. And we're the Horror Babes, here to talk about Vincent Price and how cool he is. Yes. Topher's a huge fan. I'm a big fan, too, but I don't think I could ever compete with Topher's love for Vincent Price.
0: I just, I, I love campy arch men. Uh, Look yeah. at all of my heroes. They are campy arch men.
1: Yeah. I love his, I'll just off the bat say I love his, um, like, intonation, like his vocal. Yeah. Um, it's just, it. it's so good. It's so heightened, and it's, I, I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got ai there's, I was reading through a bunch of Vincent Price quotes and trivia today. Hmm. Um, just because, you As know. You why do. Not, I, I, As it's you It's not the first time I've done it. Yeah, he, he there's a quote that I remember reading that was him talking about, like, in the 50s, you suddenly had this new, type of actor Mm -hmm. the younger the younger guard right so you had brando and james dean yeah and uh paul newman he's like they all had these very realistic performances and guys like me and Cary grant just don't fit into that Mm -hmm. so he's like that's why i started doing uh what he called costume pictures
1: that's fun yeah he's like
0: i just decided to just go full arch and ridiculous um and just be Adorable. <laughs>
1: I love that. I love that. I mean, we're obviously going to talk about him a lot today.
0: Oh, yeah. I've got I've got pages of shit pulled up on him that yeah. I, just, I love talking about him.
1: Yeah. So if you're ready to learn about um, Vincent Price, then stay tuned. <laughs> it's um, going to be a lot. It's, it's going to be a lot of information, I have a feeling. So we're sticking with the normal format this week. If you're new here, what that means is Topher's going to take us through who made this thing. Shout out the cast and crew. And then I'll take us through the plot. And then we will dive deeper into a... A uh, further analysis of said plot in the third part mm-hmm. of this podcast. So, Topher, take us away. Who made this thing?
0: Not John Carpenter. No. Not it, little,
1: Ranny. little A little too early.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was alive.
1: Yeah, I know. But, like, he wasn't making movies yet.
0: No. What?
1: I guess I don't know his life. I guess I, like, I don't no, know. No, he,
0: he started in the 60s. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to remember, like, when he actually started making shit. But it was the 60s. Uh so right after this, but not quite. But it was directed by the fucking horror fame William Castle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love him so much.
1: Thirteen um, Ghosts, motherfucker. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Lady from Shanghai, homicidal, produced Rosemary's Baby.
1: Oh man. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings about Rosemary's Baby. If you we did an episode on it a while ago, if you wanna go listen to that.
0: We yeah it was it was a while ago but it yeah, was one of the
1: first no it was it was in our first year of production so yeah, yeah. I don't know it's it's available though
0: it is uh, it was written by Rob White who again just a uh, horror fame yeah this is probably his most fam- famous but he also did write Thirteen Ghosts and he wrote Homicidal he and he and Castle worked together a lot yeah fun fact this movie is what made Psycho happen.
1: Yeah. Well. Okay. So this movie is fairly low budget, Very and low and budget. and somewhat in some parts looks it, and I mean that in the most res- respectful way possible. Totally. Um. And that influenced Psycho to kind of go with a lower budget. Yeah.
0: Hitchcock's like, oh, I can make a low budget horror movie. Hmm. Fantastic. I don't have to spend money. He hated spending money.
1: I mean, fair. I hate spending money too.
0: Yeah. But yeah so he was like okay dope and then castle came back and made another one after that yeah like psycho so much and he was like one an honor two i'm gonna make another one
1: <laughs> yeah for sure for sure i love again i'm i'm always just gonna gush about this genre but i do love how it it, it has been one of the more collaborative genres out there like yes. i would say i would i would say that a lot of I, I guess because it's just filled with a lot of nerds just like us. Like They're, they're like, oh, my God, that was so cool. I want to put my own spin on it. Oh, that was so cool. Um, I, I didn't realize I could do that. I'm going to do it, but do it my way. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, like it's one of the more collaborative genres, and that's what I really love about it because that's really how, like, you know, we, we make some really cool shit. Yeah. Stronger no. together. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, my throat is just, like, not working. Yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely something that we... Yeah, you, we, we talk about this all the time, that just, like, there's such short gaps between all of these changes in the genre. It mm-hmm. does change very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's, like, this inspires Hitchcock to do his thing, which inspires... Uh, <laughs> Castle to come back and do another one, which then makes Rosemary's Baby able to happen, which makes yeah. uh Exorcist and the Omen able to happen, like all and then like that's how we get more funding into these projects where even if they are low budget, they still can get some budget.
1: Yeah. And that's I,
0: yeah, that's where we get Toby Hooper, Carpenter, Sam Raimi, etc., you know?
1: I kind of visualize the the horror genre as like a very large tree. Mm. Like we have a trunk with like some very Solid foundations, right. and then we've got branches yeah. where we've kind of like, and those branches can be the subgenres where we've had like a little bit of an offshoot of um, our trunk here, and then it's yeah, you know it branches out and branches branches out. Branches out, out. Branches and then we get to horror and, and then we yeah, then we get to <laughs> horror not on like you know the very end of the branch. I don't know. I'm getting a little weird. It's okay.
0: <laughs> you you've been you done been there. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, the music was from Von Dexter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carl Guthrie was our cinematographer here. Uh, Amazing. He worked so much until he died in like, I think, 76.
1: I like to call the music, this type of music, Boo Baroque.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. I love you so much. It It is. It's so,
1: it's really on the nose. It is. You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. It makes me laugh. (laughs) Boo Baroque.
0: This is why you and Joseph are friends.
1: I guess so. Shout out, Joseph. What's up?
0: <laughs> Friend of the pod and former guest, uh, Joseph Poinski also loves ridiculous dad jokes and horrific puns. Boo! Why, you, why wouldn't you just call it boo
1: Because I like to frustrate people.
0: <laughs> <sighs> it's working.
1: <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Thank you. Um, yeah, and then I guess we'll just talk about our cast a little bit here. Uh, the absolutely incredible cannot even be touched in horror fame. Actually, probably can. I would put him, Christopher Lee, and Peter Cushing all on the same level. But Vincent Price yeah, is our Frederick Lauren, our eccentric millionaire.
1: I would go so far to say he's iconic, Ooh, as the kids say.
0: <laughs> is that what the youths are saying these days?
1: Maybe. I don't know.
0: I'm terrified of them. Yeah. They scare me. Um, Carol Omar as Annabelle Lauren.
1: So hot.
0: She's so, it looks like Meryl Streep.
1: She is, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I should say vice
0: versa, but.
1: Right, but yes, they look alike. She, but yeah, I just kept being like, damn. She fine. Like her hair low-key looks like a mullet, but her face is like. Brilliant. Oh my God, I was like. It's that
0: heart-shaped face. And then, yeah, the first outfit she's wearing, the purple and gold number.
1: How do you know it's purple and gold?
0: Oh, I watched the color version.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I stuck with the the black and white. I went with the white. classic, yeah. I went with the classic. Um,
0: I like the colorized version. It's very pretty. I love the black and white. I've seen it a bunch. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I haven't seen the colorized version. Let me see what this looks like.
1: I'll watch it next time. Yeah. But yeah, no, she's she's hot.
0: Bang That's around. all I had to say. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard Long as Lance Schroeder, our, mm. uh, our hunky pilot.
1: There, there's always a hunky pilot, isn't there? Not here. And Rat Race. Oh, that's true. Amy Smart.
0: She's a hunky pilot, you're (laughs) right. She's a
1: hunky pilot. Why do I always relate? Every
0: single episode of this fucking podcast as as a reference to Rat Race. Or
1: Wedding Singer, or both. When it's both, (laughs) that's a a good day. It's a good episode. That's a good day.
0: (laughs) Uh, Alan Marshall is Dr. David Trent, our uh, psychiatrist.
1: A psychiatrist who, like, very aptly specializes in, like... Women hysteria? I'm like, what? I'm like, that was just like a convenience thing. Like, they're like, right. oh, yes, he's gonna he's gonna be our brain. He's like, you know, he knows when this lady's gone crazy.
0: Speaking of a lady who goes crazy, Carolyn Craig is Nora Manning.
1: Ah, I just think about her screaming.
0: Constant screaming. She's That's, very that good that at it. No one seems to hear.
1: Nobody. Nobody can. This bitch cannot get anybody's attention. I feel so <laughs> bad for her.
0: Ugh. Um, And then another one of my favorite character actors, or as they used to call them back then, heavies, uh, Elisha Cook Jr. as Watson Pritchard, the drunk and true believer.
1: Oh, yeah, he's like he's our quintessential kind of like, yeah, believer and 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 drunk. He's he's the one that says all of the like, oh, God, what was it? There's uh, we have six hours remaining. He's like six hours, six of us. Enough time. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, and everyone's like, bro, you need to stop. (laughs) Put the bottle down. You need to calm down because I can't last like another six hours with you saying shit like that, That bro. That is not
0: going to work for me. Like
1: he's like the weird guy in the corner at the party who just like has had too much and is saying some weird shit and bringing everyone else down. And you're just like, dude, calm down. Stop Me when I smoke weed. (laughs) It's like, it's like, bro, you need... To go home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just take a lie down and stop talking about your dead sister.
1: Well, and we start with him, too, or, or his um, head. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is fun. I kind of like that. I like that um, thematic usa- usage of, like, this is possibly what happens in the end, but now mm-hmm. you have to piece together what happens in between.
0: Yeah. This is a great, like, this is a wonderful mystery thriller. mm mm-hmm. um, But I should mention the last cast member. We always mention the pets. And uh. so I'm going to mention... A uh, great little bit that Castle threw in, which is that he credits the skeleton for playing himself.
1: Is What's his name? Skeleton. Skeleton. Simple. Straightforward. I like it.
0: Some of the best supporting actors out there.
1: You know what? That skeleton is a star. Like, you remember the skeleton. Oh, yeah.
0: There's no small parts, only small bones.
1: I am going to poison you.
0: Dope. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go somewhere. I was way. trying to
1: stay on theme. I don't know, but I wow 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 yeah, yeah. applaud applaud hey.
0: yeah so that does it for our our uh, our cast of characters and our and our crew amazing um yeah it was originally shot in black and white it was around 200k mm-hmm. was the budget which yeah again super small budget Uh, It was released on my birthday in 1959.
1: Wow. How? What a gift to me in the future.
0: 40 years, 30 years before I was born. (laughs)
1: Happy fucking birthday to you. Thanks,
0: babe. (laughs) Yeah. And it made shit ton of money back. Like the box office alone was two and a half million, Mm. which I love. I'm like, hell yeah. Let's go.
1: I have a question though. (laughs) If a movie, if a movie um, from like like this one from the '50s is on like a streaming service mm-hmm. that costs money, do they make money off of the streams, even though it's like a, you know, a very an older movie?
0: I mean, it's in the public domain, so probably. So not. no. Okay, yeah. so it's
1: gotten to the point where because is it like music where it gets to a certain point where mm-hmm. it's old enough to yeah. go into the public domain, so nobody makes money off of it anymore? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think it's death plus 30 years is usually the... I know that's what it is for, like, book copyright. is death, death plus death 30 years. Ah. Uh, now, you... Like, the colorized version will cost you money sometimes. Like, they'll when they do re-releases... Uh-huh. Um, it's because they've done something to it.
1: And yeah. therefore,
0: it's a, you know, quote-unquote new product. Got it. But um, it's like how they keep the diabetes medication, like insulin, should be... Oh, yeah. ...fucking nothing. But there's no generic insulin because yeah. they keep just doing a small tweak. And mm-hmm. they're bastards. Wow. Um, but yeah, you can actually literally watch the entire thing on Wikipedia.
1: Oh yeah, they that's have it hosted true. on the site. That's true. Because it,
0: yeah, it's public domain. Nice. Also in the Library of Congress.
1: Also, you saying death reminded me of something that happened um, yesterday. This uh, so I I, I um, care for these kids, and the youngest one looked me dead in the eyes yesterday. This gave me chills. Looked me dead in the eyes, and he said, "You know, there's only two things in this life that are guaranteed: death." And taxes.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I was
1: like, "Go, t- go, take your bath." I was like, "I can't." Children are terrifying and also need to <laughs> stop
0: talking. Children should be seen and not heard. It I gave firmly me, believe. Oh that Oh my now. God!
1: Stop. It gave it gave me chills though, like legitimately. Yeah, but anyway,
0: that is not all right.
1: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Oh God!" Like low key, you're right though. Um, everyone does have to. Well, not billionaires. Uh,
0: whoops. Um,
1: whoops. But anyway.
0: Speaking of bil- billionaires, we, yeah. why don't you uh, give me some plot about this uh, this rich, rich man?
1: Yes, this rich man with nothing else to do. Um, that's why this whole movie happens, pretty much. <laughs> um, and the need for for money. So there are like capitalist undertones. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Okay. So we've got Frederick Loren, not related to Sophia Loren, uh, you know, as much as no, far as we know. She's cousin. <clears throat> you think so? No. Okay. I'm very gullible if, if no one's caught <clears throat> on to that yet.
0: After <laughs> almost a hundred episodes of this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> okay.
0: We need to be stopped.
1: <laughs> <So> <laughs> try. Try, bitch. <laughs> try to stop me. Um anyway, we've got uh Frederick who is our it says millionaire, not billionaire, but I In today's
0: dollars. In today
1: I was about to say, in today's Times so mm-hmm. he would probably be a billionaire, so he's just like, I'm bored, I have all this money, and I'm bored. Um, him and his wife, so it's he's like, Ennui, Ennui, he's just like looking out his weird window. This house is weird, guys. It's like, it doesn't look like your typical haunted house, it's like very geometric.
0: Oh, uh, that's because it was shot in, um, um Essex House or something like that. It was designed by Frank Lloyd Wright.
1: I mean, it's cool. I like The actual I house like they it. shot at was
0: a, was a Lloyd Wright house. Sick. Yeah.
1: So he invites five people to this party he's throwing. Uh, he's pretty much throwing it for his wife, Annabelle. And he's rented this haunted house. And the premise of this party, there's no cheese, no charcuterie, none of that shit. Plenty of
0: scotch, though. Plenty
1: of scotch and little coffins with guns in them. But we'll get to that. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So basically the premise of this party this is this is crazy. Um, he's promising to give them each $10,000. Again this gives me big rat race vibes. He's just a board millionaire. John Cleese is a board millionaire <laughs> in that in that movie.
0: Joined by a bunch of other oh. board millionaires, yeah.
1: Oh god. Um, oh, Rat
0: Race just ripped this off, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: Fuck Rat Race. Cuz you
1: know what I was thinking? I, I I'm going off track here, but just follow me. Shocking. I was so I was thinking this would make a really great like Broadway play. You could easily do this. It's in the it's in the realm of like Noel Coward's um Blithe Spirit. It's mm-hmm. like it's you know, it's heightened enough and and we could do some really cool effects with it.
0: And it's free.
1: And then I had the thought I'm getting back to Rat Race. And then I had the thought of no, I want to see this tied with like the play that goes wrong, like a Ooh, comedy of yeah, errors. But yeah. then I was like, that's fucking rat race. That is rat race. Except Shit. there's not much I got like really murder. Excited. Was like, oh, right. Rat race there's not. Really you could add you could add the murder back in and like kind of the totally. sinister uh, motives back in. And yeah. then it would be it would it would be a combination of this and rat race. That's just rude. Oh yeah, that's true. See, I I have no original <laughs> thoughts. Basically, is what's happening.
0: Neither does anyone else on it's, Broadway.
1: Oh, ooh, it's fine. Shots fired.
0: Um, but anyway, every single thing was a revival.
1: I mean, I know. <laughs> or I an don't, adaptation. I have many uh, issue with Broadway right now. I am not saying it is. It is a great place to be. Um, <laughs> but anyway.
0: Oh, so I looked up uh, how much ten thousand dollars would be in today's monies. It's almost ninety six thousand.
1: Oh my God, tying it back into Broadway. Wow, we're just we're on, we're on a chain today, I like it. I mean, it.
0: we're dropping this episode right around the time that In the Heights <gasps> comes out.
1: I will, I will be planted. I, I will be residing in a movie theater this <laughs> summer. I, that, this, is, this was my plan last summer, but COVID kind of screwed that up, obviously. That was my plan was just to sit in, in, in an air conditioned movie theater and just watch In the Heights until they kick me out.
0: Oh, you already bought the chains and padlocks.
1: I'm ready to go. I've got snacks. <laughs> um i'm not paying anybody for snacks let's be clear on that i will pay them for an icy because i can't make that shit myself but yeah. i will not pay them for the fucking oh, no, I, I will always... not pay 15 dollars for some raisinettes
0: ew why would you go with raisin i
1: don't know it's the first thing that came to mind anyway snow
0: caps or get the fuck out
1: anyway <laughs> Reese's pieces um that's my final answer so I hate
0: et you know i hate et
1: uh, whatever um <laughs>
0: so back so, to the plot <laughs> yeah
1: so basically they're given ten thousand dollars if they survive the the entire night
0: If you survive the night
1: yeah so the doors are locked at midnight um, i'm working
0: on my vincent price impression we'll see how it goes by the end of the episode
1: yeah i'll give you i'll give you a little uh score at the end if you want
0: oh i like that <laughs> so, Score me up, baby.
1: Oh, so here are the guests. We've got our um, test pilot, Lance Schroeder. We've got a newspaper columnist, Ruth Bridges. We've got psychiatrist, Dr. David Trent who again specializes in hysteria um very conveniently we've got nora manning um who works for one of loren's companies as a, so, she's a typist she, they yeah, say, yeah she's a typist for um one of his companies so that's how she's kind of involved and then we've got the house's owner watson pritchard they're all strangers um they Like, nobody knows each other except for the married couple, the Lorenz. Correct. That we know of. And the only
0: thing they have in common is a desperate need for money. That was good. I'm getting there. I think like, I get the lisp worked in, but...
1: I think you're at, like, a 6 out of 10. Right on. I think by the end of the episode, you could get mm. to a 10 out of 10. Mm.
0: Yeah. Ready for it.
1: Yeah. So we get this, like, really hot but, like, tense scene between the, the Lorenz because he's, Oof. like, convinced that she tried to poison him. You know, like, typical 50s Something shit. Something ate, dear. Oh, my God, yeah. And this is
0: so, It's so arch. It's so fun.
1: No, I love this scene. I love this scene so much. And, and, and it is hot. It is. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's this tension of, like, it's very, oh, what it is is fucking, uh, Morticia and Gomez. Yeah, I they was make jokes this like this yeah. all the time. But
0: it's like it's like Morticia and Gomez if they both meant it.
1: Yeah, yeah, if they both meant it. So it's like the the stakes are a little bit higher here, where he's like, almost like like he's very seriously accusing her of these things, and she's like, mm-hmm, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you will not get an admission of guilt from me. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to be that easy, buddy.
1: Yeah, dude. Um. So. So he, she's like, You're crazy, like totally gaslights him. <laughs> He's like, You're Full jealous, on. you're crazy, like all this stuff. <laughs> um and then so we've got we've got Watson who is our believer. He genuinely Mr. Pritchard, yep. He genuinely thinks that it's haunted by the ghosts of the people that are murdered there, including his own brother, should note that. Mm-hmm. Um he he gives everyone like a tour of the house, including this like random vat of acid um you know casual doesn't
0: have a vat of acid in their basement
1: i'm not trying to be judgmental i just haven't personally seen it so Um, fun fact mm -hmm.
0: at my mother's house we have acid in the basement for what a science experiment my brother did in high school
1: you've told me this i
0: have but yeah we had some high molar hydrochloric acid in the basement and used it to burn a hole through a paving stone sick it was dope Um, should not have been allowed to have that
1: so, well, in this case, this fat of acid um, in the basement, it was used by someone who used to live there to kill his wife. Mhm. Then we've got Lance and Nora. They're kind of like exploring the basement and each other. And each and each other. Um, of course, we've got to have a little bit of spice. With romantic
0: tension, a little bit of spice. <laughs>
1: So uh, when they're exploring the basement, Lance gets locked in like an empty room and he gets hit on the head. Nora is uh, sees a ghost. She does. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then Annabelle, in confidence in you know a very private room, warns Lance that her husband is scheming something and that she thinks that she suspects him of killing his second and third wives after his first one disappeared. So this mm-hmm. bro has been... Through some marriages.
0: Yeah, this is, yeah, Annabelle's his fourth wife.
1: Lord. They're all back downstairs. Everyone's told the rules and they're and this is when the lovely little kitschy coffins, which I wanna have little coffins filled with treats at every party. Do
0: you consider a forty five ACP a treat?
1: Yes. Good, I would like to it <laughs> it's
0: a nice pistol.
1: <laughs> no, I'm joking. But seriously, it's like super cute. He's like, I have party favors and at first I was like, He has Coke and then <laughs> I was like and then I was like, nope, it's a gun. So um, anyway, uh, he, he's it's a like, nice
0: little check off hidden in a coffin.
1: Yeah. So he he gives them, you know, these party favors um, and says, this is for your protection. And then we've got Watson saying, like, it only protect us against the living, not the dead. Um, Read the room, and I'm just bro. like, bro, go home. Like. <laughs> You need he to, is. He That's is the home. That's a problem. Like you need to move. You need to move. But then he'd probably think the ghosts were following him. He needs to go. He need. He needs help. Anyway,
0: he needs help. He
1: needs help. He needs help. Just. A, just bottom line. He's Helping for, in a
0: big glass of water.
1: A huge glass. The size of his head. He's drunk. <laughs> um, but so. Oh, there's also another really great quote that I don't want to forget. So I want to say it now. It's the um, only the ghosts are excited that we're here or or it's something like that. Yeah. So another good quote from Pritchard is um, only the ghosts in this house are happy we're here. Yeah. And I think that's great. I, good for him. You know, sometimes sometimes drunk people come up with some good shit and that yeah. that's some good shit. <laughs>
0: sometimes they have good um, quips.
1: Yeah, that was good.
0: My favorite quip so far. We can do let's actually let's do quote breakdowns later because I've got so many I want to pull from this that are so ma- so amazing.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um so I kind of gave away my two, but anyway. That's fine. Yeah. So they're given a choice, basically. The doors are going to be locked at midnight. Now that they know all of the... By the caretakers. Now that they know all of the rules, they kind of can decide, but it's kind of like you're in or you're out. Yeah. Um, Nora's like, bitch, I'm out. No, I am fully done with this. (laughs) I came here for wine and cheese and charcuterie and maybe to meet a nice man, but I'm not here for this ghost shit. I'm going home but nope
0: no you are not you're
1: not because um they decided to lock the doors five minutes early so that option is now gone
0: (laughs) decisions been made for you
1: yeah so soon after this um we hear a scream and so lance and david run run over to be like you know what who died what happened Um, so we get this, we get this great moment of just seeing like legs dangling pretty much. Like Mm -hmm. it's from, you know, the chest down, um, but it's like the backside and you, you think it's Nora. Yeah. Like you, we're led to believe it's Nora. It's great,
0: great, great beat and switch here.
1: It is. You're led to believe that it's Nora and that Nora has hanged herself when in fact they lay the corpse down and it's Annabelle. (sighs) Yeah. But then we get we get um, all these very, you know, uh, smart and capable people are like, I don't think it was a suicide because there's no perch. How the hell would she, she have gotten up, there? up yeah. there? So they think it's a murder. So then Lance is confronted by Nora. And sh- and she's like someone who I couldn't see, you know, like a ghost or whatever, strangled and left her for dead. Mm-hmm. And then we've got... They're, they're, and then at this point, they're all kind of suspecting... Frederick, like, that's the first one that you suspect. Yeah. You know, you always suspect the you're the, the only one. Well,
0: and you're the only one here with, with motive.
1: Yeah. So basically, they all decide that in order to actually survive, like, they don't even really care about the money anymore, like, that much. So they're just kind of like, I just don't want to die. Um, Lance and David say, like, okay, everyone should probably just, like, stay in your rooms with your party favors, a.k.a. your guns, and mm-hmm. just shoot anyone that comes in. Like, don't, don't enter anybody else's room unless you want to, like, get shot. So the, and this is also kind of, like, a ploy to, like, figure out who it is. Because if, you know, if you're innocent, then you're not going to be like going into anybody else's room. But if you end up dead, then we know that you're probably the person who killed um, Annabelle.
0: Mm -hmm. I love this next scene. It's so good. Where it's just like this death becomes her moment.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) And again, Meryl Streep. So we've got Nora. She's chased from her room into the basement by Annabelle or Annabelle's ghost.
0: Yeah. I love the little carnival trick of uh, having the rope wrap itself around her legs mm-hmm. and then uncoil mm-hmm. and she just is like oh hell no i am noping the fuck out of here fuck
1: this shit i'm out <laughs> so david hears these ghostly sounds and he's like the killer's afoot <laughs> the so killer is afoot. <laughs> the killer's afoot so he's like i'm gonna get out of bed and he's like frederick we should split up and search the house Lance finds a secret room at the end of, like, a second floor, like, the hall or -hmm. something. And he enters the door and it shuts behind him. He's trapped. David instead goes and meets with Annabelle, who we now learn faked her death like the queen that she is she had the thing we get like you know this is totally where like Heather's got this idea she just completely fakes oh, the hanging yeah. she's she has a harness on she's like get this thing off me it's great <laughs> it's great and so um, what's his name what's his who's 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 her actual love okay yeah David, so yeah. she so she faked her death by using the hanging um, harness and also sedatives yeah dangerous game
0: very much so don't like so. We, I've, dangerous I have seen Romeo and
1: Yeah, dangerous game. Um, So this is also when we learn that they're secretly lovers.
0: Secret lovers. Hey.
1: Hey. Yes. Okay. So anyway. Um, So they've been behind this whole thing. They have been um, orchestrating all of these mishaps, and they're trying to manipulate Nora into killing Frederick. So that they, you know, they basically drive her insane so that then she's so, so just like out of her mind that she shoots, you know, Frederick, who is in her mind has been doing all these things to her.
0: Yeah, they just gaslight this poor girl into committing murder. Into
1: literal hysteria. <laughs> hysteria. Um. So then we've got Nora in the basement or, or no, she sees Frederick go into the basement with a gun in his hand. And shoots him. After she runs away, David comes in and disposes of Frederick's body in the vat of acid. Or does he? Or does he? We don't know. We don't know. Because we have a great
0: cut to black here and you just hear the splash.
1: Yeah. So then we've got Annabelle coming to confirm that death, you know, Mm -hmm. like she, you know. Um, And then we get this amazing scene, iconic scene (laughs) of the skeleton, the star of this movie. I'm sorry, Vincent Price who?
0: (laughs) Wow, I'm gonna tell him you said that. They're a
1: tag team. Okay, they're a team. They're a team. It's fine. Um, Everyone needs a hype man. The skeleton is a great hype man. So, we've got the skeleton rising from the acid and accuses her in Frederick's voice and she's like, whoa. And then she gets shoved into the vat of acid. Bye. Deuces. Bye, hot lady.
0: Uh-huh. It's what you get for trying to murder people. And scaring a nice young lady.
1: Yes. So then we've got Frederick emerging from the shadows. Hello. Holding this like puppeteer like control this complete thing. It's rig. like, it's it's like so a contraption. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and we learn that he used it to manipulate the skeleton. And he's like, I knew your plot all along.
0: It's a great Vincent Price. Thank me. you
1: so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just waiting for your approval.
0: Solid one out of
1: 10. Thank you. Thank you so much. In my defense, I'm not... Never mind. Actually, I don't have a defense.
0: Silence is the best defense. Mm. Plead the fifth on that one, babe.
1: Yeah, it was bad. Anyway, so then we've got Nora Watson and Ruth. Um, they grab lance they're like you can come out of the secret room um you you can come out now um and then Nora's like i shot frederick i shot him he's dead and then they they go to the cellar and frederick is like no i loaded your gun with blanks lady you didn't shoot me and then or you didn't really kill me and then he's like my wife and david were like trying to kill me and they thought they both died in the vat of acid So then he's like, I'm going to claim self-defense so I won't be convicted, bitch, because I'm the victim. I'm actually the victim here. Mm -hmm. And so then he's like, and then we've just got fucking Watson just still drowning in a bottle of whatever. And (laughs) he's still like, the house is haunted. The house is haunted. And I'm like, bro, go home. We've got David and Annabelle who are now in the ghost club. Hey, (laughs) what's up? And so they're saying like, you know, he's going to be like their next victim. Mm -hmm. and then credits that's the end of the movie i
0: love it they're coming for me now and then they'll come for you and just Ah, stares the camera down i love it yeah so good
1: yeah no it's good it's so great um yeah i i love this movie i think it's big mood i mean yeah i i it Provided a framework for so many movies that we have today.
0: Oh my god. Like with
1: the bait and switch, with the you think it's gonna be horror, but then it kind of more turns out to be mystery. It's 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 really great.
0: the the, the structure here is fantastic. It 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 is structurally perfect.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like they I think I've even said this on here before, but a lot of people, this isn't my like personal it's nobody's personal opinion, I don't think. I've never met anyone who's like Guys and Dolls is like my favorite musical, but structurally it is like a perfect musical.
0: It's what it's what we use as the template. Yeah. It's
1: what we Yeah. Um and again, that's not my personal opinion. I frankly hate that show. But I get what they're saying when they mean that it's like a perfect musical. Yeah. Um And that's kind of what we're saying about this. Like, does it have plot holes, bitch? Yes, but it provides haha a skeleton for kind of like a perfect skeleton for a successful narrative
0: sorry that joke just hit me fuck you ha-ha. <laughs> i love you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I i'm completely with you here because it is absolutely what we use as the structure for every other horror film mhm um, again yeah there are plot holes but there's like it's we, we've talked about this with um like Back to the Future is like that, right? Yeah. Not my personal favorite film. Actually, not even a, that big a fan of it. Yeah. Uh, but it's the one they teach you in film school mm-hmm. because it's just like this is how you this is how you script. Yep. And this I would say this is the exact same thing, but for horror films. Yeah. Specifically, mm-hmm. um, it's a great one-two-three act. It's mm-hmm. seventy-five minutes long. It's super tight. Um, and
1: yet, a lot happens. Like you yeah. get a lot in there. There's a plot twist. There are many twists and turns. Actually, now that yeah. you know, I really think about it. But,
0: but there's a main plot twist. There's a Chekhov's gun. There's yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. It's just, it, it's full of all there's these. There's a bat of like, acid. There's, there's skeletons.
1: A, yeah. <laughs> there are guns and coffins. Like this shit is Fake like death, beyond its yeah. time. Like yeah. And also, okay, going off of being like you know beyond its time. This movie treats women way better than most movies that I have seen that have been made in like the, like since then, like in yeah. the last like 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. The women all have last names. The bar is so fucking low, guys. <laughs> it's, it's
0: in hell. The bar is in hell.
1: The bar is quite literally in hell. It, the women have last names. They have jobs that we know about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they have, they have, um, agency and and even more so than that the, our our main uh, hot lady here has a motive yeah and it has
0: and an arch arc jesus
1: and yes and she has an arc as an, an actual story arc and even though there's implied kind of like romantic feelings between nora and is it lance 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 yeah Um, even though there are implied feelings, um, there, it's not like the driving force of even their storyline. It's just kind of there. You're just kind of like, oh, they're two young, attractive people and there's chemistry there. That's kind of it. And then you put two
0: hot people in a room and just say, yes, there you go.
1: Um, and yes, our main, um, Annabelle, her, all of her motives, they don't even really have, okay. The main motive here is money. Mm -hmm. It's not. It has the men are in it, but it has nothing to do with the men. Like, she's trying to kill her husband for money. She's in love with another dude, but he kind of has nothing, he's kind of just there. He doesn't really have much to do with it. He's He's a plot device. He's a plot device. And so, again, like I said, there are some serious like capitalist undercurrents here and like a critique of capitalism. Like, these people are put in this situation because their desperation for money. Mm-hmm. Everyone in here is desperate for money with the exception of maybe Frederick.
0: But well, he's, yeah, he's... Because he has
1: nothing to do. Exactly, yeah. He's the supplier. He's the he's, John <laughs> Cleese.
0: He's the, you know.
1: So, so that's another reason why I love this movie, because even though we think of the 50s and we think of, you know, the oppression of women,
0: mm, yeah, um, of course,
1: you know, and and yet this movie is way more progressive in that than a lot of movies that I've seen. in, like I said, the last 20, 30 years.
0: Absolutely. No, it's it, crazy. It's, it's, it's a wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call this film like a feminist text by any means. No,
1: no, no, no. I'm not uh, going that far. No.
0: Yeah. It, but the women are treated well by the script. Yeah. By by the structure of the film. By by just being... And you say, like, last names. They also have first names. Like, it's not just, like, Mrs. Loren. Yeah. She she insists on being called Annabelle. Mm -hmm. Like
1: yeah and a- again, yeah like like we said, the bar is quite literally in hell,
0: but I really i you pointed that out and I was like, shit, yeah no, this is a really like this does treat women better than every movie we talk about,
1: yeah, and obviously i don't I don't love the, the you know a lot of gaslighting happens in this movie, but it's also a pl- it, it is a plot device like it's it's kind of used yeah. It's not, they're not just like gaslighting in order to be like, look how shitty we can be to this person. It's more like that's their plot all along and it's seen as sinister Mm -hmm. by this movie as opposed to just being like, the man is right. Or like some midsummer bullshit where you're like supposed to feel bad for him. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's interesting because all the characters are complex in this too. No one is like, Mm -hmm. no one is purely good or bad. Yep. Um, Frederick's a dick. Yeah. And abusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, Annabelle's a murderer or an attempted murderer. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, is cheating on her spouse. And like, she, yes, she fears for her life, maybe. Or she's using that. I don't. I actually don't know if she fears for her life or not. And I love that. That I she do too, like. Yeah. Is it is it just that she wants the money? Yeah. Does she just want to be an eccentric rich widow, or does she really know. love David?
1: We or- don't know. If is she's using, seriously is she seriously scared of Frederick? Yeah,
0: like what? Because like, we can we clearly see that she has no compulsion about hor- terrifying a young woman who is completely innocent. Yeah, and it's just trying to support her family after they were in an automobile accident. Yeah, but yeah. I like I like that every character is complex. Um, again, and we get that in seventy-five minutes. It's not hard to do this.
1: Yeah, we. This is the perfect example of you don't need your movie. You don't need your movie to be, you know, two hours and forty-five minutes in order to, you know, thrill us, or in order to get it all in, because this movie is rich. Again, like you said, like you said, every character is complex, and the storyline is complex. Yeah, we get several twists and turns, and it's only seventy-five minutes. Yeah, it's done really, really well.
0: It's so weird because, like, the first act is not. The first act is a little bit boring.
1: Mm hmm. And then it pops off.
0: Exactly. I, and I. I When I rewatched this, you know, watching this with a critical eye this time and not just like, hey, I love Vincent Price, um, it was weird to watch it and be like, oh, oh, right. That's why it's boring. It wants you to feel a little bit bored and a little bit anxious. And then it's just going to fucking go. Mm hmm. Because there are a couple scares in the first act. We get the blood dripping from the ceiling on Ruth's hands. And we get. And we get the vat of acid reveal where he throws the rat in there.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And then the scare with uh, Lance getting hit hit over the head and Nora seeing a ghost. And we get a couple of those. And then that's when it really starts popping. Yeah. But I love that it does take its time to get there. Mm -hmm. That you're kind of feeling this anxiety of, like, what's going on? What's going to happen here? Yeah. Like, um, I just remember there's an Adventure Time episode that I adore Mm -hmm. that is this movie. The Creeps, where they all, oh. and we—that's where we first see uh, the girl and learn about the vault, yeah. Finn's vault.
1: Again, it's always just—it's just an entertaining concept. There are countless movies and TV shows and everything that you know that, that uses this type of narrative, and that we could, yeah. you know, pick out like with the bait and switch. Like there's um, that other horror movie april fool's day oh yeah where you think that it's a serial killer when in fact it's just like i think it's like a murderous teenager so like trying yeah. to do like a bed and breakfast type bed and breakfast type situation i think hell screen uses just make... the structure oh yeah, yeah yeah she's like creating a murder mystery bed and breakfast it's been a long time since i saw april fool's day but yeah it's yeah. like it it does the bait and switch thing and um
0: I mean, Scream uses the structure and, too. And Scream uses it's a different it as well. use of it. It's that one's much wider ranging. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. taking place over you know a couple of weeks, and it's outside. Mm-hmm. It's multiple locations, but it's the same idea of pun- using uh, using this ruse to punish somebody. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that this is just. It, I love the structure of this. I think it's so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, you want to talk were... about some Vincent Price? I was
1: gonna say, let's get to your Vincent Price trivia and <laughs> quotes and all of that.
0: So, oh, one thing I did want to say, I also love that uh, Castle, the director, is as much of a dork as every other horror director. Amazing. Um, he would pull all these little things. So, like, uh, this is this is like a well-known thing now, and they still do it when they rescreen this film. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, to freak people out, he had a skeleton named Emerjo, and he would put it on a pulley system inside the theater while people were watching the movie, and just oh like like fly it around the audience like the chandelier in Phantom of the Opera.
1: You know, there there was this um, commercial for, like, an interactive, like, Goosebumps. You remember Goosebumps, that yeah. franchise? It was, like, an attraction at maybe Six Flags or some shit where you would go and watch, like, a movie. Like, I guess it was the Goosebumps. I, I, I honestly, I read some of the books, but I was, like, not super, super hardcore into Goosebumps growing up. But Yeah. So they would have actors like, under the chairs, like, with gloves oh on, like, furry gloves and shit, and they would grab your feet. Fuck that. They would, oh like, it, they would just, like, fuck with you while you're watching this thing. And for so long after that, I would go to movie theaters and watch movies with my, like, feet up. <laughs> like...
0: Shit, yeah, no, I would it do was, the same it, thing, yeah.
1: Because there was this really, like, visceral um, shot that they got of, like, some kid sitting in a movie theater seat and someone with, like, green ghoul hands and claws, like, going, like, th- like grab ew, it, trying to ew. grab. And I was like, oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> like, a seven-year-old was like, no!
0: Yeah, I feel like I went to, like, an IMAX or maybe, like, maybe it was at Disney World or something like that. And they had the sort of, they called it 40- because uh, yes. it was the '90s and everybody was so obsessed with like 3D, enhancing the 2D. yeah they wanted to enhance the movie going experience. I'm like it's it's good enough, guys. We I, I'm happy with the way movies are.
1: Yeah, that was a very '90s thing to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. just
0: too much. Be too ex, much extreme.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: extreme. Yeah. I will say the the shots in this movie are interesting because it's, uh, there's no movement to the camera, right? Everything is, yeah, everything, everything's isomorphic. The camera never moves, Mm -hmm. which was interesting because that's why when you're talking about it feeling like a play. Yeah. That's what that is. Totally. A lot of times. Is that people are like, oh, yeah, all of these, because they would do stage plays and then just film them. And it's
1: only one set.
0: Exactly. yeah. 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 There's only, we only get like four different rooms in this, I think. Basement, living room and then uh, you could use any of the bedrooms interchangeably they all you look could the fucking easily same.
1: use some scaffolding and do that
0: yeah on no, on stage I'm gonna work on it
1: <laughs>
0: yeah I love that this movie like it feels tense because you aren't moving you're mm-hmm. stuck mm-hmm. in a way it's a really great trick on the brain that people would use a lot for totally. horror films of the era mm-hmm. that you wouldn't move the camera in. and I think psycho is one of the first ones that does it mm-hmm. because Hitchcock loved playing with camera work mm-hmm. and we talked about that on our episode with him or on that on that Uh, Movie, but I just love the the use of that. Like, I've we we talk so much about camera work. Like, we were talking about uh, the Raimi shot in Drag Me to Hell, and it's the that's one version of like making you feel very active and using that to draw you in. There's using that isomorphic format makes you feel like you want to reach out and help but you can't can. you're trapped watching them be trapped yes. and i think it's fucking cool
1: no i love shit like that yeah, yeah. i guess and you. i it
0: definitely was on purpose like mm-hmm. i mean Hell it yeah. was also shot low budget so like moving cameras around and like building dollies and shit would have been Too fucking much. expensive yeah. yeah dollies are mad expensive um i believe it yeah yeah so our man Vincent Price i'm ready
1: give it to me what's the trivia
0: so one of my favorite quotes from him is i well, one of the things i love about him the most is that he just he just genuinely loved the craft yeah I don't think he ever got to see the movie because he died in 93. But, yeah, shame, right? I think he would have loved it. I think
1: he would have loved The Craft. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: But, no, he just he fucking loved being an actor. Yeah. It made him so happy. He felt like there's all of these quotes to the end of his life where he's just like, this is a gift. Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: am so lucky. Mm-hmm. That I get to do this for a living, he just loved it. I love hearing that, you know. Yeah. Like it makes me, it makes me mm, tear up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he also would talk a lot of shit. So he's like, someone called actors sculptors in snow. Very apt. In the end, it's all nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's like, yeah. He's like, I love doing this, but it's also bullshit. He's... I'm getting paid to do bullshit.
1: I. I would imagine that he's one of those like very ethereal people that when you meet him, you're like, I don't think his feet touch the ground. Yeah. Like, he definitely he feels floats. like he
0: floats everywhere. Yeah. Like
1: I've met very few people in my life like that. And they're always very like awesome, special people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's like that. Like he's head in the clouds, but like also heart in the right place. Mm-hmm. But like his feet are not on the ground. No. Like he just kind of floats. Yeah. Like, he's just like, oh
0: just floating through life, having just, a great time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he... So, we are actually recording this a day after his birthday. Oh, my uh, God.
1: Happy birthday, bitch.
0: <laughs> and, and Peter Cushing's was two days ago. Oh my God. Um, but, yeah, him and Christopher Lee were born on the same day. Hmm. And Peter Cushing was born on May 26th. And, like, I, I'm saying those names because, yes, they are all three major, major, major horror film actors. Mm-hmm. Um, them, Karloff that's really kind of it you know mm-hmm. like uh and bella lugosi right. those are the names that you think of when you think of horror in the early years mm-hmm. at least with the actors mm-hmm. um yeah he was like he again he was just so so genuinely happy to be a part of anything so like one of his favorite that. roles was that he was uh did you ever see the great mouse detective yeah he's professor radigan oh and he was like, "I love doing it because they gave me two songs that were written for me, and I got to sing."
1: You know, I feel like I saw a lot of Vincent Price stuff as a kid.
0: I oh, think yeah. later,
1: I think, I think later, um, maybe later in his life, he started to do more like kid stuff. Because I just, I, I rem- or either, yeah. maybe I, I don't know. He, well, he's in,
0: th- he's in the thriller music video. He's uh, in yeah, a Great Mouse bet. Detective. That's he where did... I first heard
1: his voice for sure. Oh, yeah. Because I grew up listening to that all the time. Like, my my mom always played Michael Jackson, and then I was always watching um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: MTV. MTV was just on yeah. all the time. So that was definitely the first time I heard his voice. But I feel like he did, not Sesame Street, because I didn't really watch Sesame Street, but, like, I don't know. I feel like I've just seen no, him. No, he's
0: a character on Sesame Street. They made a, they made a Muppet of him. And his name was Vincent twice, Vincent twice, because that was his nickname. Was maybe Vincent that's twice. what I'm
1: thinking of? Again, I didn't really watch Sesame Street that much. Yeah. But maybe that's what I'm thinking of. So he's
0: he was Vincent Price the second. Mm. So his nickname was Vincent twice. Cute. And so Sesame Street called him had a puppet. And he was so he was like, I love that. That's, that's better cute. than anything. Like, what? Are you kidding me? Sesame Street's cute. Yeah. He's like, that's better getting, than getting a fucking ha- a Walk of Fame star. <laughs> screw that. He's like, screw that shit. I'm glad I'm on Sesame Street.
1: That's adorable.
0: Yeah. So, some of my favorite stuff about him is that is like the stuff he did outside of film. So he was an avid art collector, started so many different galleries, and was a major advocate for indigenous art. Huh. Yeah, he like um, he even was like on committees that made sure that indigenous art was preserved and highlighted. Good for him! Yeah, and it was big. Um, That's awesome. Big in the Na- Yeah, and he was a big part of like making sure the Navajo Nation specifically got right. its art to That's... be preserved and like protected.
1: That's really cool. And
0: highlighted, yeah. Um, he also was a major queer rights advocate. Mm-hmm. His daughter came out as a lesbian, and he was in the seventies, and he was like, "Fuck yeah, all right, nice. I love you. Don't care." Yeah. And also, I'm going to help.
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: Yeah. Then um, there's just all this like funny stuff about him too. Um, he, um, he and Peter Laurie were good friends, and they went to uh, Bella Lugosi's funeral, hmm. and. Famously, Lugosi was buried in his Dracula cape, Mm -hmm. right? And so (laughs) uh, Price goes, do you think we should drive a stick through his heart just in case?
1: (laughs) That's cute. That's cute.
0: (laughs) And I've got a feeling that he might have done it because like he would pull shit like that. So he was on, um, he was in Batman, the TV show with Adam West.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe that's, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. So
0: he played Egghead.
1: Okay, okay, because that was that was huge for me.
0: And because he was playing Egghead, you know what he decided it was a really good idea to do on set? What? Start throwing eggs at all the other actors.
1: Oh my god! It's fucking
0: nerds and goofballs. That's all who. That's everybody in horror. Do
1: you think if <laughs> Do you think if him and um, John Carpenter worked together, they'd get anything done?
0: Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Two consummate professionals who would just not be able to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it, it's all this fun stuff about him. Yeah, but he was also just, like, he would, um, he would talk to, just talk up all, all, these, all these other actors, right? Like, he loved other actors. Yeah. And he was just like, these people are amazing. I'm so, ha- I'm so lucky to have worked with them. I think they're so cool. Like, he thought Christopher Lee was the fucking shit, which, accurate.
1: Nice. I love, I love that.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, apparently he, um, so we'll cover this movie eventually, but... They did, he did the original The Fly. Yeah. He could not get the final scene done because he just kept laughing because it was <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's, I, I completely love that. I think he's just so silly. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, I, I, I just love someone who genuinely enjoys the craft, who genuinely, genuinely enjoys. Enjoys
1: life, it sounds like. Yeah. You know? Just
0: like doing just some ridiculous stuff.
1: I love it. Um, it. Doesn't take anything like too, too seriously.
0: Yeah. And then he, yeah, so he kind of got tired because he said um i played so many gentlemen at the beginning of my career that i certainly wanted to play some villains and i got and so i got kind of stuck in villains (laughs) and he's just like i'm like i love that you're just like okay yeah he's like because he there's more stuff that i've seen him talk about that um where he's like i don't know it's work and like villains are fun Mm -hmm. he's like i was always playing these gentlemanly characters and so he's like no fuck it let's do villains now
1: yeah Uh, i love that
0: yeah uh
1: Villains are fun.
0: <clears throat> they are my favorite love, thing to play. Yeah, I don't like playing the lead. I think the lead is stupid.
1: I mean, the lead. It depends. But it
0: does. It does. But they, the villain would, is fun. That's what he was talking about. He's like, he said. That's the other thing he talked about. He's like, heroes are boring. Heroes don't get to do anything. Yeah. Playing the heavy. That's what he. The old term for the, the character actor or whatever is like.
1: Villains always have an origin story of why they're evil. Yeah. So you're already playing a richer character than. Yep.
0: <laughs> Uh, Yeah, he's like, yeah, the the hero is usually someone who has really nothing to do. He comes out on top, but it's the heavy who has all the fun. I agree. Yeah. Speaking of loving the craft, he has a famous quote about, um, he's like, I like to be seen. I love being busy and I believe in being active. I know some people think I've lowered myself as an actor, but my idea of professional decline is not working.
1: Hey, respect.
0: Yeah. You're not an actor if you're not acting. And I love that right that he just is like no i'm just gonna do a bunch of dumb fun movies yeah. and look at who has come out on top look who's a fucking uh, icon
1: yeah
0: is the guy who just said i'm gonna keep working
1: i'm gonna do whatever y'all can
0: turn down roles all you like i refuse to turn down roles <laughs> yeah <laughs> refuse to refuse respect yeah um but yeah i just i i love him so much we're gonna cover more of his stuff of mm-hmm. course uh but i just i thought he's just such a He's such a goofball, and I love him so much.
1: Iconic, truly. You show someone a picture, you're like, "Oh yeah, that guy."
0: Yeah, I mean, he's Everyone the reason knows. I wear a mustache. Like,
1: you you rock the mustache. Not everybody can. Yeah. You and Vincent Price are in the club, though.
0: Thank you, babe. Oh,
1: That's you're so, so sweet. I know. I Enjoy mean, that was wild like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> But Morticia and Vincent Price were the inspiration for our original photos that we had for the podcast
1: yes if you guys if you guys remember those yeah i mean they're still they're still around they're on the they're on the instagram
0: mm-hmm. and
1: on our website actually yes yeah so yeah that's yeah that's exactly right um I'm, i was modeled after morticia and uh he was modeled after vincent price yeah because quite was, literally yeah
0: we found the perfect dress for you to be morticia slash elvira two dollars
1: at top shop
0: fuck yes bless
1: <laughs> um yeah and again huge shout out thank you to our one of our best friends steph for doing those photos mm-hmm. in on one of the hottest days of 2019 oh, it was so um, hot. I was sweating. we were I was wearing
0: cashmere and wool yeah I and i was die.
1: wearing like synthetic materials mm. I, I, ooh, yeah i <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was a doozy of a photo shoot but it was great
0: yeah but yeah, we are going to cover more of him. You know, we'll we'll definitely cover the original Fly. Yeah. Um, he's been, he was in so many. I'd, it's impossible to say, like, <laughs> there's yeah. just so many. Like, uh, Haunted Palace is another great one. Comedy of Terrors. I highly of recommend. Highly yeah. recommend
1: anything he's touched. Yeah, absolutely. I
0: love his Mask of the Red Death. I thought mm-hmm. it was so fun where he plays uh, Prince Prospero. Yeah. Such a good one. I, I mean, it's Poe. It's not hard to be good. Uh, but And they're kind of po, a match made in heaven. Yeah, having him do arch Poe.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfection. Exactly, because Poe is so, it, I say this with all due respect, is so down here as far as like mood and tone goes. She's gesturing so, at the floor. Yeah, I am. I am.
0: Welcome to Horror Babes, where Nicole forgets it's an audio medium every single week.
1: Uh, that's usually you, so um, don't put that shit on me. I'm uh, um, actually... You have nothing to say. (laughs) Okay, anyway. um, As far as like mood and tone goes, right? Like where you don't read Poe if you're not like severely depressed. (laughs) Um, Emo
0: Kids dream.
1: Yeah. So when you turn that, when you turn that kind of on its head and still, you know, do it justice in its text and in its form, but you put kind of this Vincent Price like arch to it, it just elevates it in a way and just kind of makes it a little bit creepier even because yeah. you've got kind of I don't know the the delivery of it just kind of really makes it
0: it really yeah it that's one thing we didn't really talk about much on this movie but it's it is actually genuinely scary
1: oh yeah they use a lot of like really great practical effects. Um, and I mean, the, uh, the whole concept and idea of just being trapped in a place with strangers that you don't, you don't fucking know if they're, you know, insane or not.
0: Yeah. Um. And there's one drunk dude who keeps saying really morose and weird shit.
1: Yeah. Like, so it, no, this, this movie is legitimately is legitimately scary i mean obviously you know as as time goes on things kind of wear off as we've been a little desensitized but i Mm -hmm. do think that this is still has some merit in the scary category
0: definitely even if it is silly it it lands
1: it does it does i agree just like him yeah silly Um, but lands (laughs)
0: yeah. (laughs) yeah uh my last favorite fact about him is that he had a favorite gardening hat and when he died and was cremated, <laughs> they scattered his ashes off, of Mal- off the Malibu coast with his with his gardening hat. No! I'm oh like a little teary because I'm just like, that's so sweet. That's, He's just, this, just sweet. this old man who's kind of like, he was still, a- he was acting until the year he died.
1: I too have a favorite gardening hat.
0: You do. You don't get to use it much because we don't have a garden, but. One day. <laughs> you've got it just for, you've got it ready to go. I've got
1: it ready to go. It's a great gardening <laughs> hat. Um, but anyway, do you, before we kind of do our normal sign-off thing, do you want to give us your final Vincent Price impression and I'll I'll tell you what I think?
0: All right, let's go. Let me get a...
1: Get a good quote, get a good, you stroke know... Stroke the mustache, stroke the mustache. You know, okay? yeah. Feel 6'4". Get, get ready. Yep.
0: Thank you for coming to Horror Babes. We'll see you again next time.
1: That was good. I would give it a solid 9 out of 10.
0: I'll land... If I land there, I'm just going to keep working on it over time. Yeah. But... My new thing is going to be Vincent Price impersonator.
1: Great. Yeah. I think that's I'm going to have to
0: wear lifts, but.
1: Yeah. I think that's a will be a lucrative career choice for you.
0: <laughs> hey, if this <laughs> shit doesn't pan out, I got something else to fall back on. Start a bar just called Prices, and I'm just going to. Talk <laughs> Vincent Stop Price. It.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. So you guys know where to find us. We're on Instagram at Horror Babes Podcast. We're on Twitter at Horror Babes Pod. And we've got a website, horrorbabespod.com. Until next time. Bye babes. Bye,
0: babes. Hey, babe. Yeah, yeah babe. babe.